0: Hey, everybody on Podcast Land. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Be Kind Rewind. My name is Gabe. I'm Logan. And I'm Kyle. We got Kyle again. Um, So this year we're going to talk about 1997. However, before we get there, Logan, I do have (laughs) a uh, thing to do here. I got to pull my my first mulligan. So since we last recorded, um, I saw a movie from 1995. That surpasses um, how I thought about all the other... Oh, it surpasses what I thought about all the other movies of that year, actually. Um, it is my new number one movie of 1995. Thanks to my cousin Gemma, I saw the movie Heat. Flip-flopper. I, I am not ashamed to admit it. I never saw Heat before. I've always I've always gotten a lot of Heat for her. never seeing nice. ah, I see what you did there. And so I finally saw it, and it's got Al Pacino... At his best. Robert De Niro at his... eh, middleest. Middlest. He he was still really solid, though. He's still really solid, yeah. And uh, Val Kilmer at the height of his powers. Which is not very high, but, you know. Slightly above Batman. Yes. You and I have gone on record uh, to be... Me being a Val Kilmer fanboy, you guys not so much. That's fair. He's a very divisive person. Um, This movie is over three hours long, directed by Michael Mann. Mm -hmm. Um, However, when I was watching it, there wasn't, I don't think there was a single scene that I would have taken out because it's so dense in story and performances and just every everything about this movie was epic. In fact, I as I was watching it, I was thinking this would make a great series like on FX or AMC or something. Turns out, actually, did some they research. are developing one, aren't they? <laughs> well, Michael Mann actually, back in the day, wrote this movie to be a pilot uh, for a series.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Are, isn't he writing books, like novel sequels to Heat or prequels? I I, I feel like, does that ring a bell I with either of you?
2: I don't remember hearing anything about that, but...
1: I guess when I recently heard that he, with another author, was developing that a couple of novels f- in, in that
0: world. One. I would definitely read those, so that's, huh. that's the thing, it's about Heat... Is my new number one of 1995. Uh, It's got the epic cafe scene between Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, where they do the showdown. Um, And in the middle of the movie, too. And then everything after that uh, scene was just, you're on the edge of your seat. And, uh, yeah, epic ending, I thought. So, thanks, Gemma. All right, 1995 addendum. Noted. There we go. Noted. All right. Put that on the books.
1: 1997. 97 was another great year. It was a great year. There was a lot of good stuff that yeah. made our top fives. There was a lot of good stuff that didn't make our top fives. Yes. Yeah, there. Yeah.
2: There's a movie that made a lot of money that didn't make any of our top that fives. That is correct.
0: <laughs> made one of the most uh, profitable movies of all time, Titanic. And it was good, but Best Picture worthy? No. they just. I think they did it win Best Picture. <laughs> Yes, I, I think, think so. It, I think it just won because of how much money it made, and at the time, that was unheard of. But I
1: mean, it's you say at the time, like it's been outstripped. It's it's still the second highest grossing film of all time. Still, I
0: thought like Avatar. Yeah, and Avatar like beat it, but that's Jurassic the only World. one.
1: I don't think Jurassic World beat it globally. What about the Avengers nope. or Fast and the Furious series? Nope.
0: nope. Wow, it has enough.
1: made a crap ton of money. Yes, and it's one of those movies that just by reputation, I never got around to seeing. It was like, it's Titanic, it's James Cameron, sure. who kind of bugs me. Okay. And, you know, I, I should. I know I should. I like Leo. I like Kate Winslet. Yeah. Good. I, I know I should make myself see it. But yeah.
0: the mm. only reason that I did see it is because, well, it was the phenomena of the time, and I was dragged um, to the theater with my family. Um, and this was back in the day where they actually had reels in the theater. So there was actually an intermission in the middle of the movie. And That's nothing says movie family
1: movie night like a topless Kate Winslet. That's right.
0: That's right. That was a PG thirteen movie where she, you know showed one of her boobs, and uh, it, was, you know, it was classy. So they said, eh, it's not R." It was lasted for all the seconds. So, <laughs> anyways, what other movies came out in '97?
1: I mean, you know, speaking of movies that you know were quite popular, made a lot of money. Um, Men in Black was a '97 movie. You yes, know, it that was. started it
0: all. Yes, it was. It is my. Well, I'm gonna spoil alert real quick. It is my number three movie of 1995. <laughs> I loved this movie. Um, it was, I know, uh, number three movie of all of 90, 97. ninety seven. I'm sorry, a uh, little note there, um, but it, I'm unapologetic about it. I thought oh, Will you shouldn't Smith,
1: apologize. It's a great movie. It was the Will Smith's
0: breakout movie. I believe was one, it one of them. One of his was this big before or after was, Independence Day? I feel like this uh, was after, after Independence
2: Day. Yeah. Right. That's Independence right. Independence Day was, was 96. Yeah, 96. That's right. Um, as well as Bad Boys. But this definitely,
1: God. I mean, those three together kind of catapulted him into, for a very long time, for like 10 yeah. years, he was one of the most yeah. profitable stars. Oh, for well, sure. Well, then he made a movie with Shyamalan, and that all stopped.
2: But. Yeah, well, that uh, Men in Black is kind of what solidified him as the summer blockbuster yeah, guy right. yeah, yeah. because yeah, independence day wasn't completely on him, but it's like, Oh no, this is like big, big Willy weekend. Yeah. You know, big it was Willy the weekend. term. Yeah. That's right.
1: No, yeah. great movie. Good series. Yeah. Like I, am not a big fan of the second one, but yeah. I
2: really love the third
1: one too. You love the third one. I do. Fair enough. I'm I went in expecting it to be a disaster because yeah, they had I to rewrite too. the script as they were shooting it. And I thought to myself, this is going to be awful. Mm-hmm. I think if it had come first, it would have been my favorite. By virtue wow. of being third, you know, and it, it retreads some of the ground they tread in the first movie. First one's bit. still the best, but I thought it had a good story. It had a shockingly good heart to it. Good cast. It was. I, a good I liked cast. the third
0: one a lot. I liked. Uh, I thought the best part of the third one was Josh Brolin yeah, as um, the young Tommy Lee yes, Jones. Exactly, he nailed that. So. Yeah, good on him, so that's my number three, but we'll get to the top fives in just a few moments here. Say, what uh, What else did you like that didn't make your list? That didn't make my list? I just watched this movie about a month ago, because I heard it was a great movie. Donnie Brasco, you ever see that one? I never did. That's okay. Um, <laughs> i got to stop asking those questions. I'm <laughs> sorry, but uh, I it was uh, Johnny Depp uh, as a uh, FBI informant, and he goes into the... Uh, Mob and uh, an aging um, hitman played by Al Pacino. Again, um, he takes him in under his wing and he gains a lot of trust in him, trust in him. And meanwhile, um, Donnie Brasco, Johnny Depp's uh, family life is falling apart at home. And it's just really good. So um, it's a really gritty movie, and it's not a very big movie because there's not a whole lot of action and it. it's a lot, lot of dialogue, um, but some really uh, good. Um, acting performances so if you have time check it out if Fair you like enough. That grit, if you like that grit so
1: i you know i'm a sucker for dialogue heavy movies mm-hmm.
0: such as? as well yeah i mean we'll
1: get to that we'll get to that in a few years okay. you know with, with some of my favorites okay. but uh but no to me a movie does not have to be you know action-packed uh, to be interesting no i know me neither uh, yeah i'm mean,
0: yeah. just saying I, I again i liked donnie Brasco. I, I put it as my number eight of 97 uh, another movie that came out this year that I got ranked a little bit lower because I just watched it recently. You're gonna get sick of hearing me say that. Uh, Boogie Nights. Um, it is a ensemble movie starring everybody. Everybody. I mean, Burt Reynolds, Marky Mark, Mark Mark. Yep. Uh, Don John, Cheadle, C. Riley, John C. Riley. Heather Graham as Roller Girl. Absolutely. And then Julianne Moore. I think. Yeah. Yep. Julianne, Julianne Moore. Moore's in there. And uh, it was a movie about the porn industry, so I didn't really care about the characters or the plot itself. But the standout, perf- or the standout of this movie, was actually Paul Thomas Anderson, the director. This was his second movie, I want to say, maybe after Hard Eight. Um, and but his first big one. His first big one. Uh, and he directed the crap out of this movie. Like the the choices that he made for certain scenes, like switching to documentary style um during some scenes or just the long camera pan through the party scenes at the mm-hmm. beginning and also in the middle of a couple of them in the middle of the movie so yeah paul Thomas Anderson was definitely the standout perform not performer but stand out of that movie no but
1: i, I would say the standout performer to me was uh, john c Riley. surprisingly oh, yeah. I, I have very much come to appreciate him as more than just you know a comic uh, yes. recently.
0: Yes, he st- he started out as like a legitimately dramatic actor.
1: He did, and he was fantastic at it. And, and now he's been typecast as as you know the sidekick goofball.
0: But he's really good in that. He's in really that role. good, yeah. really good.
1: I mean, I he's, didn't love the movie. I, I like, I respected the hell out of Boogie Nights. It was a yeah. terrific film for what it was. But you finish it and you just feel kind of like it didn't say anything. Right. You know, and, uh, you get through it and it was this huge epic feeling movie that leaves you feeling empty which potentially is the point but i i don't think it was i
0: think it might have i don't know paul thomas anderson is he's a really hard egg to crack so he is and it was it, i enjoyed watching
1: it um but yeah not not enough that it would crack it uh, didn't make my top five
0: didn't make to the top 10
1: even though it's a lot of people's favorite movie of all time it is a very really well well regarded film
0: yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of the movies came out in 97 that you uh, want to talk so
1: about? So I've got a couple pulpier movies, I would say. One of them, I would say, is, is legitimately very good. The other one is not. But both that I quite enjoy. Uh, the, the better of the two is Conspiracy Theory. Ooh. It is one of the lesser-known Richard Donner movies. Um, Mel Gibson plays a cabbie who is uh, kind of a paranoid, well, conspiracy theorist, which mm-hmm. is where the title comes from, obviously, I who see. has all these crazy theories and it turns out that he lights on some that are true, which get him into hot water with, among other people, a very, very evil Patrick Stewart. Um, it is is just it, it is a fun adventure movie. It is as much of a romp action movie as Richard Donner did, apart from Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon is is his unparalleled best, but Conspiracy Theory is extremely fun, extremely entertaining. Um, Very good performances from Gibson, Stewart, Julia Roberts is in it. Ooh. Um, It is, is a legitimately very good movie okay. that most people missed out on. Would you put that on the recommendation list? I would put that one on the recommendation oh. list. I wouldn't That's even good. qualify that one. Now, the next one I will qualify. I'm not sure why I like this movie as much as I do, but The Devil's Own. Uh, Familiar?
0: I thought you were going to say The Devil's Advocate.
1: No, 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 no. The Devil's Own is, again, a little movie that slipped past a lot of people's lists. And it's Brad Pitt plays an IRA activist who Mm. comes over to the States to wreak a little bit of terror. Mm. Um, And he ends up staying, as luck would have it, with, I believe, a New York City police officer in his family, played by Harrison Ford. Interesting. It's super contrived, very manipulative. I don't know why I like it, but God help me, I do. I enjoy it. God it's not him. a good movie. I can't, in good conscience, recommend it. But if you were to accidentally watch it, you might not, re- you know, regret it.
2: Okay,
0: fair enough. What was that one called? The Devil's Zone. The Devil's Zone. Now available on VHS. Uh, one more before we get to actually maybe a couple more before we get to the top five here. Um, just wanted to touch on these real quick. Austin Powers, International International Man of Mystery, the start of the Austin Powers franchise. Uh, I think uh, they're. I think they're going to admit There's. Writing a fourth one, actually, to be honest, it would not surprise me. Would surprise uh, me, yeah. yeah. And uh, I thought I would rank them. First one is my is the number one, second one is the number two. Third one is a very distant three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it ha- it was great. It was a great parody of James Bond. Uh, I think everybody has seen it, but if you haven't, go out and check it out. It's uh, it's not too vulgar to check to uh, watch it with your kids if you wanted to. I don't know. Uh also we mentioned this in other podcasts uh the lost world jurassic park mm. I thought it was a decent movie up I until did not up until um <laughs> the end the tacked on ending where they go to San Diego and uh, uh up all, until then it was it was entertaining. I
1: just have one thing to say. Gymnastics. Gymnastics fighting Velociraptors. Yep. That's all you need to know yep. about that movie. Right just there. know. Just
0: Eastern. know. It didn't rank very high. It was my number eleven of this year. It's so it's the
1: second worst of the Jurassic movies.
0: Yeah. Well. Uh yes, we already talked about that. And we'll continue to talk about them because, you know, two others came out. And then I watched the game recently with uh Michael Douglas, um, great performance. David Fincher movie. Mm -hmm. You love David Fincher. It was very psychotic. It was very dark. It was very dark, actually. And, um, yeah. But at the end, I didn't know what to think about the ending. And I just want to leave it at that because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Rosebud
1: is the sled.
0: Yes. And I uh, just think if you have the time, if you like a David Fincher movie, go ahead and see it. And then I want to talk about it with you because, I again, I just want to leave it at that.
1: So go watch the game and then call Gabe yes. at
0: 555-2417. That sounds right. You forgot the area code, but that's okay. We'll fix that in post. Six. The area code is six. Yes.
1: Yes. No,
2: I won't. That's okay. <laughs>
1: And before we dive into the top five, one more movie of note, just because it's a Steven Spielberg movie. Those are kind of always worth pointing out. Sure. Although not one of his biggest, Jurassic, Amistad. Dr- I was going to say Jurassic Park. Okay. Yeah. Amistad. Okay. Amistad. So this was his serious movie of the year yeah. mixed in with, you know, Lost World. Lost World. Um, and again, it was, those were two of his mediocre movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mediocre. New word. You heard it here first. Um, you know, it had some good things about it, but it was one of his historical epics and correct me if you disagree with me, but I'm not a big fan of most of his historical epics. I did not like Lincoln. I do like was Lincoln. kind of blah. I don't know. I heard some people gushing about Lincoln, but we'll, we'll get to Lincoln. We can slam that Lincoln's when we get to that year. was fine. Like, it was tedious. Like nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. But but no, Amistad was
0: okay. Well, like, you, real quick, you said um, you don't know if Spielberg does historical um, movies very well. What about uh, Schindler's Well,
1: no, no, no. no. I, I I'm not saying outside of, them, of World like, War II. <laughs> I was <laughs> when, outside of World War II is a good way to put it because you got Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, which I don't know if I would consider that historical epic because it's less about the history or real events that might have happened. It's more about the it's it's more epic of a war nature. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Also, oh. War Horse,
0: but that was
1: a <laughs> yeah. So War Horse is about on par with Amistad. In fair that, enough. there's good stuff there. Like in Amistad, I quite enjoy Anthony Hopkins as John Adams, but uh, oh. otherwise, eh, you know, one of his more skippable movies. And I uh, love Spielberg. I enough. think, dare I say it, I think he's underrated these days. Um, With the other great directors that have come up and a slight decline in the quality of his work, sure. I don't think he gets the respect that uh, he deserves anymore. Yeah,
2: it's like you you don't feel as excited about a Steven Spielberg no. movie as you used to. And right? that's like partly 90s. on him. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he's
1: made a lot more, I don't know if B-rate is the right word, but just, I feel like he's been half-assing it a little bit.
2: Wow. Half-assing.
1: A little yeah. bit. A little bit. I mean, you've got I, stuff yeah, like Lincoln. Just, I
2: don't think he's gotten the scripts that he used to get. That's. I mean, that's fair. Yes. I mean, that that's much of my complaint with
1: uh, Ridley Scott, too. I think yeah, he's as good true. a director as he ever was, but he has not found a good script in 15 years. Is he yeah. coming
0: back with Covenant, or is that somebody else?
1: That That's him, but that's I think him. I don't think yeah. it's going to be good.
0: Well, I've heard good things. So. I, I don't know. It's going to be another Prometheus. Uh, well, fair enough. So let's dive into the top five, unless Kyle wants to talk about something before we go into the top five.
2: Uh, nope. All I'm right. All good.
0: We are good to go. My number five of 1997. Drum roll, please. Brrr, drum roll. The fifth roll. elephant. <laughs> the fifth <laughs> elephant. The I fifth. would watch that. The fifth element with uh, Bruce Willis. Uh, he plays one of the elephants. He does. <laughs> and uh, Mila Jovovich, where she plays a person who does not speak very good English, but that's her character. And uh, Ian Holm is in it as an old uh, kind of priest guy and then uh sounds great i know so far uh but then you have chris tucker in one of his iconic roles and i say one of his iconic roles because you really remember chris tucker from this movie i looked at chris tucker's imdb after the last time we recorded i was correct about the rush hour one two and three thing he didn't do anything between those three movies also the other notable movies from his imdb are the fifth element money talks and Silver Linings Silver Lining playbook. Lining Silver playbook. Linings playbook, yeah. And that's about it. Yeah, he Yet does not I... do much, but you love him every time. Exactly. And when Chris Tucker was in the Silver Linings playbooks, everyone was just like, Whatever happened? And to that he had guy? such a small role, but as soon as he came on screen, you were like, yes, yes. it's
1: Chris Tucker!" Exactly. Yeah.
0: And you remember him because of roles like *The Fifth Element*, and it was exactly. my number five of all time uh, of '97. Whoa! All right. Um, simply because of the fifth in the title. Just kidding. Um, it was a really good plot. So it's sci-fi. I like the kind of uh, weird hi- sci-fi adventure that they that we went on. So that's my number five.
1: Interestingly enough, my number five is also science fiction, although a little bit more. I would say, grounded. It's not a sweeping sci-fi epic. It's it's more of a here and now. Um, and that would be Contact with Jodie Foster, Great Matthew choice. McConaughey.
2: Great choice.
1: Um, again, it, this is one that I watched many times when I was younger. Yeah. It was one of my parents' favorites. I haven't watched it recently. So I, I remember vague things about it. I remember just loving it. Again, it... it, it the twist, which I don't want to give away, yeah. is just one of the more interesting ones you will find in a, a pseudo science fiction movie.
0: It's definitely a very polarizing twist. Uh, either you really liked it or you hated it, like a lot of people did, but um, the movie up until then was great. Written by the great Carl Sagan. Mm-hmm. So I think the only movie he ever wrote, maybe mm, possibly, Based on his book. Based off his book, exactly. Good choice. Anything else you have to... I'm sorry for interrupting. No,
1: no, that that's all right. Again, like I said, it's been a while since I watched it, so I don't have a lot to say about it. Um, but remember it being great, and it's one that I recommend seeing, and I plan to revisit soon.
2: Yeah. And uh, I actually just switched up my number five. Uh, it's one of the first Miyazaki films I ever saw, uh, Princess okay. Mononoke. Mm. Ooh, uh okay. Just incredibly visually interesting in film. Was that an anime or no? It's a Miyazaki film, so okay. yeah, okay. it's it, yeah. Um it's such an interesting story. It, it's a little complex at points, okay. but, but it, it flows. It flows well. very well I mean, like I,
1: I never had trouble tracking what was going on. Yeah,
2: like you you it's such an interesting movie. Like it it's a little longer than like your normal anime, but it doesn't feel like it like it's one of those miyazaki like factors that always come with his movies of like they are a bit longer than your average animated film, but or at least your average American you yeah your average, film yeah, your average American animated minutes. yeah, and it's like but it flows so well and the pacing is so deliberate that
1: I think big credit too and this is this is you know a little bit of my geek showing here but i think big credit to that cuz it is kind of a convoluted movie like you said it's
2: completely convoluted big credit at
1: times. for it working as well as it does in english yep. to the man who wrote the english language scripts neil gaiman yep it was an early film project of his um and you know he did a fantastic job it it has his you know kind of verve and flair to it yeah it really um, does not my favorite Miyazaki movie, but one of them. I definitely yep. love it.
0: What would be your favorite one?
1: Ah, uh, Spirited Away. Oh, yeah, so.
0: Spirited Out. Um-
2: it's that was the first Miyazaki I saw was Spirited Away, and then I saw Princess Mononoke. What year
0: was Spirited Away? Was that? Uh, or... 2001, I believe. Okay, okay. So he has yet to come. That's exactly. We'll get there.
1: We'll get there. So that was your number five. What was your number four? Uh, my number four,
2: uh, Goodwill Hunting. Great choice. We go. I think from, that
1: landed in different places on all of our lists. Yeah, that
2: landed on very different places, but because uh, at first my number five was uh, Chasing Amy. Yes. Uh, which there's a joke in the commentary of Chasing Amy that Ben Affleck kept improvising. And, Interesting. and uh, Kevin Smith just got annoyed. It's like, just go write your own script. And then he did, <laughs> and he won an Oscar for it. Um,
0: with a uh, big help from Matt Damon.
2: Big help from Matt Damon. But it's such a it's a wonderful film. It like, oh, it really is. is. I haven't seen it in a while, but it's such a wonderful film. You like apples. It may be yeah.
0: your number four, but you know what? It's not your fault it's not your fault (laughs) and
2: Gabe what's your number four
0: what is my number four it is a comedy uh surprise surprise named Liar Liar it is a a delightful performance from Jim Carrey one of his last great performances where he plays a guy who cannot tell a lie because his son wishes for him not, not to lie anymore or for one whole day on his birthday and apparently, wishes that uh, on birthday cakes come true. I
1: think if Hollywood has taught us anything, it's that wishes on birthday cakes come true.
0: Exactly. And that's what I took away from this movie. It has so many iconic scenes to even recount right now, um, such as, well, I'm not even going to get into it. But there, but you need to see this. If you haven't seen it, see it for Jim Carrey's performance alone. The pen, the pen was is not, blue. <laughs> the bleeping pen is blue and uh you won't regret it it is one of his last great performances and uh yeah very funny movie number four of all time i gotta stop saying that
1: (laughs) we'll we'll get to that that'll be our last episode our all-time yes it will be and apparently your number five is fifth elephant
0: and my my (laughs) number four is liar liar
1: and my number 4 for this year not of all time is LA confidential Ooh. which i'm actually going to let you talk more about because i know you saw it recently yes, re- I did. revisited it quite
0: liked it i will talk more about it in just a couple fair enough moments, fair enough be- only because um it's ranked higher on my list and um we already talked about my number 3 so I want to go our number threes and then I'll talk about all these kind that's
1: that's fair and again it, it, for me it falls into that category of I, I watched it a while ago I loved it but I haven't been back to it recently mm-hmm. so you know my memories are a little bit vague apart from the fact that I it was fantastic
0: it really is it is my it is such a well, perfect movie. But, anyways, let's let's move on real quick. But then we'll go. We'll All right. Well, we can El jump past my
1: number three too. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Sure. which We touched on. I just want to you know throw in that one of my favorite elements is it is one of the best performances by Robin Williams. Now we, oh, I know we fought a lot about him. You know when we talked about Aladdin because I was not a fan. I don't tend to like his more comedic work kind of annoys me but when he is being dramatic it is out of the park and this is one of his best one yep.
2: he yeah, and ended up winning best supporting actor for right. this and role deservedly and so. Deservedly
1: so yeah
0: that was my number three and Five. i already, everybody knows my number three is men in black
2: yeah yep. and then my number three was a sequel once again and it was the second scream film okay. one of one of my favorite sequels
0: fair enough uh, because partially can't watch for it
2: partially because of the meta nature that as usual the scream films always bring and the talk about crappy sequels and the rules of a sequel were <laughs> um it's they're just fun movies yeah. like a lot of a lot of this year was a lot of fun movies for me mm-hmm. Uh, there were a lot of fun movies. Starship
0: Troopers was a fun movie. Yeah,
2: Starship Troopers, which was just an honorable mention,
0: mm-hmm. and yep. but very much so. There, it, it was a parody of World War II. So,
1: yeah, yeah that was your number three. Um, I, my number. Well, I was gonna say onto our our number twos. Now, do you want to jump in?
0: L.A. Confidential. LA is my number Confidential. two. I Go just watched it. it. Uh, rewatched it. Um, uh, about a week ago. Nope. Two weeks ago.
2: Oh, well, and that makes all the difference. It
0: is a, just over two hours of a movie. It is a really good movie for an hour and a half, and then something happens, and it turns into an on-the-edge-of-your-seat thrill ride for the last 30 minutes. It is Russell Crowe and Guy Pearce's, basically their breakout movie, um, because they were both big in Australia. Well, um, not big, but they were up-and-coming in Australia, mm-hmm. so this is their first American movie. Russell Crowe pulls off the uh, and Guy Pearce pull off the American accents flawlessly because, you know, they're just wonderful actors. Um Kevin Spacey is Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito, yeah. exactly. Right. Uh Kim Basinger. Oh my god, the list goes on, and uh the twist that happens about an hour and a half in is just magnificent. It's Rosebud again. It's Rosebud again. I'm not gonna tell you what happens or yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. You need to see LA Confidential if you haven't. And if it you is... have and it's been a while, like me, you need to see it you again. You need to see it again. It is it is an homage, or throwback, to old Hollywood, which is a topic that I love, and they nailed it perfectly. So,
1: And also, let's just face it, Guy Pierce doesn't make enough movies, and he's no, he
0: fantastic. He really is. And, and Russell Crowe
1: makes a lot of movies. But they're and, not all fantastic. They're not, he is but this one good. is.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Kevin Spacey, too. He went on, now he's on TV, and what a great show of uh, House of Cards. And he, I don't think Kevin Spacey can do any wrong, even in bad movies. He's a great, he has a great performance. Um,
1: I'm. Mm,
0: what
1: I was thought, that one? Was it Nine Lives that just came out true. where he's a cat? Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. All right. Throw that I me. mean, just,
0: I'm just I'm saying. saying. Throw that at me. I was gonna say like movies like 21. It was a card counting movie. Yes, it, was, it was it was an okay movie, but Kevin Spacey knocked it out of the park in that movie. I thought he can do no wrong. I love Kevin Spacey. I've gone on record saying that. Ellie Confidential Number Two of all time. Oh, <laughs> 97. <laughs>
1: Fifth elephant. All right. right. So my number two of 97 is, again, a kind of a smaller movie that uh, some people have heard of. A lot of people haven't heard of it. Very few people saw it. The Rainmaker. Ooh. And it was a Francis Ford Coppola. So again, you know, it's going to be, you know, well-directed. It is based on a Grisham novel, which, you know, Grisham has reached that point where he, he's kind of, everybody goes, oh, it's Grisham. You know, he cranks out a novel a year. I'm actually, I'm a big fan of his work. He's a good writer, or he became a good writer. Mm. And his books make great movies. Mm. Um, I love the firm. Uh, Pelican Brief was pretty good. Rainmaker, which I'll talk a little bit more about specifically in a second, is great. Runaway Jury is fantastic, but his movies never do well. Mm. They're no, always they really kind of don't. duds, no matter how good they are. I-, I can't think of a single one that was a big financial success. Yeah. Um, and they kind of stopped making them, which is a shame because they're very personal, especially when you know you get people like Francis Ford Coppola making them. And the Rainmaker is just fantastic. It's it follows a young kind of new lawyer, um, played by Matt Damon, um, and he Damon. he kind of ends up in in this big case, um, a little bit over his head, and he gets you know very personally invested. Um, again, I don't I don't want to give away too many of the details, but Matt Damon's terrific. Again, Danny DeVito's in this one too, and he <laughs> is terrific. I, I want to say Claire Danes Ooh. plays uh,
2: she in it. Wonderful.
0: She is
1: wonderful. Um, but it is just, it is it is very subtle. It's a very quiet movie. It's magnificent, though. Yeah. I, I Honestly, it's, it's very close to being my number one of this year, and I just love it. I just love it. Go Claire, see it. Claire Do Claire yourself a say, favor.
0: Yeah. There you go. Confirmed. Um. So that was your number two? That was my number two. What's your number two there, Kyle? Uh,
2: my number two is very different from... Everyone else's number twos so far, it because this is a list of our favorite movies exactly, and that means my number two is Con Air. Fair enough.
0: And put the bunny down. It's ridiculous. It is, ridiculous it is a ridiculous movie. Alabama. Is a
2: ridiculous movie. Campy. Yeah, incredibly campy, but good performances from who? Basically, who well, you would expect.
1: I mean, it's, it's Nick Cage. It is scenery chewing best.
2: Yeah, it's Nick Cage. uh, John Malkovich just <laughs> yeah, being, the virus, the virus. like, did not, he did, apparently didn't even know what the hell the movie was really about. <laughs> um, Steve Buscemi is incredibly creepy. As always. As always. And, mm. yeah, like... Dave Chappelle was in this movie, wasn't he? Yeah, Dave Chappelle, yes. was, Dave Chappelle was in that. He was the guy uh, who got
0: uh, ran over or something. Yeah, he gets thrown Wellers. out.
2: Uh, and another uh fun john cusack role yes
0: yeah yes 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 but i love john cusack yeah
2: the, there are obviously much better movies out there but it's a, this it's was our favorites yeah. and
0: if people are listening throwing a temper tantrum right now suck it because this is this is about our favorites of of the year not of all or time. all time for some of us <laughs> yeah.
2: i i feel like i have enough like critical darlings on my list most years that yeah. i can have a popcorn flick once in a while
0: exactly. exactly um i'm just gonna really quick talk about my number one it is you guessed it goodwill hunting um it's not your fault that you didn't guess it correctly and that's pretty much all i got for this uh, we've already talked a lot about it but
2: yeah and and then my number one we already talked about as well which was the fifth element Ooh, yeah good number one choice
1: all right, well, I guess I'm the only one with the number one that we haven't talked That's right, about yep. yet. Um, and when I said this one you know, earlier, before we started recording, Gabe made the worst face at me. I did. But he hasn't a, even seen it, so he can face. suck it. Number one of this year, and in my top 20 of all time, Gattaca. 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 You know, it was okay. a great science fiction movie, but again, a very small contained science fiction movie. It's not sprawling space opera. No, it's... Um, it's it's really... It's, it's, it's more about humanity. It's, yeah, it's, it's genetic space. It's a
2: character piece more than anything else, really. And, I mean, fantastic performances by both Ethan Hawke and Jude Law say, is just dead, heartbreaking it. in mm-hmm. his role. And
1: yeah. I, I like Jude Law, but he doesn't get... These kind of subtle meteor roles as much anymore. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, and and we've we've talked about this like we said before. Like Ethan Hawke is another of those guys who does not do enough. Like no, but you see but stuff like this up. or
1: stuff like anything Richard Linklater's done, he's and he's terrific. terrific. Yeah, he's just absolutely terrific. And and yeah, no, this movie, and we we discussed this a little bit earlier. Um, this movie. Is, is when Andrew Nichol was at kind of the height of his very short career. Um, I say short, not short in the sense that he made a couple of good movies. Yep. And I thought this guy is going to be one of the best. And then he made a bunch of other movies. So he, I think we talked about, or no, coming up is The Truman Show, I believe, next year, yes, which he correct. wrote. And then Gattaca, he wrote and also directed. And those are two terrific movies. Terrific movies. I don't think it's a spoiler to say Truman Show is going to be on my top five. Mine too. It's probably in my top 20 of all time. Tremendous. And I thought, this guy is going to be something special. Then he went on to do Simone, which was so-so. With Al Pacino. With Al Pacino. Then he did Lord of War. With Nick Cage, oh, which again no. was just eh. I
0: actually hated that movie.
1: And then he did In Time with Justin Timberlake, the host, based on Stephanie Meyer. And his career just went away. And I don't know what happened to him, but I, I love Gattaca act-
0: I heard In Time was actually redeeming in some aspects. So. Uh,
1: not re- it, it's, it's just so-so. Yeah, it's just so-so. Fair enough. Um, but Gattaca, one of the best. Truly tremendous. Fair enough. Good Watch goal. it.
0: Well, that was 1997, everybody. Um, Please tune in next week when we talk about another stellar year in cinema, 1998. We'll see you next year. We'll see you next year.